0: Hi, I'm Christine. I'm the confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 150. I am so thrilled to be sitting here doing the 150th episode, and I want to sincerely thank all of you that have left a review or told somebody about this podcast. When you do that, you're helping me help more people, so I very much appreciate that. I also want to say thank you to those of you who have been listening since the beginning, and I have loved hearing from those of you who have found this podcast helpful, and I'm looking forward to the next 150 episodes. I do want to take a quick moment to reintroduce myself to those of you who maybe started listening in the middle or picking random episodes or started on the most recent one and not at the beginning. My name is Christine, and as I say at the beginning of each episode, I'm a confidence coach and motivational speaker, but I wasn't always. Like so many of you, I had a very challenging childhood and I entered adulthood with extremely low self-esteem, very little confidence, and no appropriate coping skills. I promptly made adult life decisions because of that namely feeling like I needed to prove I had worth so I joined the military as security forces picking the hardest job I could in the air force and promptly married somebody who eventually was diagnosed with narcissism that kicked off the next decade of my life where I had my three beautiful children who I love dearly and where I struggled with my self-esteem my self-worth my sanity I was barely keeping myself afloat, and I was in emotional pain almost every single day. I was finally able to leave that marriage with almost nothing and started the very long road to recovery. I was in therapy twice a week for a while. I was reading all the books. I was very deep in my Bible. And while I did get healthier, while my self esteem and my self confidence did improve, And I am who I am in large part because of that initial journey I took. The dark side of that story that nobody knew at the time was that I was incredibly lonely. I was very confused about what I should or shouldn't be doing. I was in immense pain. I was exhausted. And it took me a really long time to get to the place where I was really starting to feel good about myself And I was making smart, healthy choices. I knew immediately when I hit that point that I needed to help other people go through this process that I had just gone through in a way that was clear, short, and full of support. I did not want anyone else to have to go through the journey that I got to, to feel the way I was finally feeling. I recognized in that moment, this is why people don't heal. They don't get better. It's not because they don't want to. It's because it is incredibly hard. And that's how I found coaching. And I went back to school because through coaching, I am able to help people heal in ways that are very clear. They have support and it doesn't have to take them a decade. Very early on in my coaching career, I realized that I wanted to do something that was free and helpful and supportive even to the people that aren't my clients. And that's how I came up with the idea to do this podcast, to keep it short, hopefully very clear, and allow you to work at the pace that you want to work at with information that is relevant and helpful to where you're at. Coaching is my full-time job. What that looks like is I work with individuals one-on-one or in groups over a period of a certain number of weeks where they feel like they have somebody in their corner every single day. We can work on their specific issues. We can set very specific goals. We can address the questions that come up when some of this new information is presented. We can tackle any of the beliefs that are holding you back or making you think that you can't accomplish your goals. I think I've mentioned this on here before. I am almost always working with a coach myself I believe wholeheartedly in this process, and that's why I want to be available to any of you who've been listening to the podcast and are ready for that next step and want to work one-on-one with me or in a group setting to take what you're learning here just a bit further. On that note, we're about to launch the next Boundary Bootcamp. The last one was really fun, and I heard back from those that participated that they found it incredibly helpful, so I'm really excited to be launching this next one. I will put the details in the show notes in case you are interested in exploring that further. And if you're not ready for coaching one-on-one or in a group, if that's not where you're at yet, or that's not something that you can afford right now, just know that my book is always available on Amazon. That information is also in the show notes, or you can message me if you want a signed copy. I can send you one as well. My book is called Break the Cycle with Your Mother. I wrote it from the perspective of a daughter and mother relationship. However, I have heard from so many of my clients that they have found it applicable if they are a woman dealing with their father, if they're a son dealing with their mother or their father, and it has even helped relationships between partners and spouses. It has also helped mothers understanding what is going on with them and their child. I'm so happy with how many people this book is helping. So check that out too, if you think that might be a beneficial tool for you. This week, I thought it would be good to just get back to basics for a moment, because when we start to let the basics go, the rest of our work starts to crumble. I posted recently to the Facebook page pointing out that this isn't simply about knowing a piece of information, it's about repeatedly practicing it. And just like losing muscle mass when you stop working out at the gym, these skills can start to fall away and weaken if you're not practicing them consistently. One of the getting back to basics things is having that morning routine. I've shared mine on here a few times. Yours does not have to look like mine. However, it is really important that you have a routine that you go through in the morning that does a few things for you. It helps you already feel like you're accomplishing things. It sets the tone for the day that you are the type of person that is getting things done that you can trust you to take care of what needs to be taken care of. It helps get you into a positive state of mind. For example, I write my gratitude journal, I make my bed, and I stretch or do some form of working out. For me, I've cleaned up my space, I've accomplished something, I've gotten my mind into a positive headspace, and I've taken care of my body, which also helps my mental and emotional headspace. Doing this doesn't necessarily always prevent something bad from happening throughout the day. What it can do is have you on solid enough ground that whatever happens next isn't going to bowl you over and devastate you it might just be a bit of an annoyance. And when we do start our day with a clear head, feeling confident and able to start tackling things, we are able to prevent some things from going wrong. Maybe we remember that we need to leave a few minutes early to get gas, or we know exactly where we left our car keys, or not rushing and chaotic so we don't spill coffee all over ourselves. It seems so simple and maybe even silly, however, it has massive benefits to start your day with some form of positive routine. One of the other things that is so important that you make time for in your day is self-care. It can be really easy when things get crazy and chaotic or life gets busy, or even if you start feeling pretty good to let the self-care aspect of this go. And if you're feeling highly stressed and anxious and overwhelmed, you may feel like self care is the last thing that you need to be adding to your schedule. The idea of self care is very firmly rooted in the proven science of how big of a difference it makes in your life. Self care isn't just a superficial, temporary feel good, self care helps you reset your brain, reset your emotional state and reset your vagus nerve. This is why you hear myself and other people on this subject talk about the importance of self-care. This is why you hear me talk about how it will improve your sleep, your digestion, body aches and pains, brain fog, headaches, anxiety, depression, overwhelm. There are so many parts of your body that are affected when you are stressed, anxious, depressed and overwhelmed, and so much of this can be improved by simply taking some steps towards self-care. There are a lot of things you can do for self-care. I just want you to make sure that you are picking healthy self-care. Vegging out in front of the TV with a bag of chips, not healthy self-care. Having a few drinks to unwind, not the best choice of self-care. What I want you to try is things like going outside for a walk, getting some fresh air, some sunshine, just letting your eyes look at nature, letting your body walk a little bit, let your heart rate get up a little bit and your body move. Speaking of letting your body move, dance is a beautiful way to give yourself some self-care. Stretching, just stopping and taking some slow, deep breaths. And when I say slow deep breaths, we're really breathing into our abdomen. So instead of your shoulders rising, your stomach should be expanding when you take these deep breaths. And you can do them on whatever count feels best for you. Some people prefer a breathe in for four, hold for one, out for seven. Some people prefer a four, four, five. So breathe in for four, hold for four, out for five. Some people like a five, five or a four, four. Whatever starts to feel good to you, you do that. The important part is that you're breathing deeply into your abdomen, you're holding for a beat or two, and then you're breathing out slowly. And you want to do this for multiple breaths. If you can do this for 5 to 10 breaths, that would be fantastic. Singing is another great one. Doing something artistic. Cuddling with a pet or a child or a loved one. If you don't have anybody to cuddle with, Give yourself some gentle touches. Take some time to just intentionally and lovingly brush your hair or massage your own hands or feet or give yourself a hug. Socializing with healthy people that genuinely care about you is another form of beautiful self-care. And I phrase it like that intentionally. We're not socializing by going out to a bar with a bunch of strangers and having a drink and hoping somebody pays attention to us. We're finding the people who know us And like us and are healthy for us, and socializing with them. Now, there might be some other things you enjoy journaling, playing with your dog, cooking, taking a bath, hiking. The point is if you spend time every single day doing at least one of these things, or preferably two or more of these things in conjunction with each other, you are going to find yourself in a much better state. And yet it's so easy to forget about doing these steps when we start getting into some of the harder, deeper work when we're trying to heal ourselves and change our behavior. So as you're listening to these episodes and you're working on setting boundaries and cleaning up your communication and your self-esteem and your self-confidence, remember that you need a solid base for all of that. And that solid base is your self-care. When you stop doing self-care, The message you're sending your brain is that you're not worth it. You're not worth the time or the energy. You're not as valuable as the other things on your schedule. You don't matter. And it's really hard to work on your self-esteem and your self-confidence while you're simultaneously giving yourself the message that you just aren't that important. Conversely, if you are taking time for you, if you are taking care of you, The message that you're giving yourself is I matter. I'm important. I'm worthy of my time and energy. I deserve to be taken care of. I have value. And from that place, you can do some really great self esteem work. Your goal this week is to think about the episodes that really struck you and made you want to make a change or resonated with you, and notice whether or not you're still working on those things. Notice what you've let fall to the wayside or what you're not doing with your full heart anymore and where you can step that back up. Make note of the things you were doing that were feeling like they were working and then life got in the way and you let them fall to the wayside. Before you move on to episode 151 next week, make sure you are putting something into practice this week because all of this is meant to go hand in hand It's a building block upon building block, and it all works the most efficiently and powerfully in your life when you use them together. I want to take one last moment to remind you that we have a Facebook group. I know I'm not always the best at posting in there either. However, that is there for you if you want to ask me questions or connect with each other. And comment, message me, or email me and let me know what you would like me to do. Do you want me to run a challenge in there? Do you want polls? This podcast and this Facebook group are there for you. So utilize them to their fullest advantage. Thank you for being with me for however long you have been. Thank you for listening to episode 150. If you're pretty new to this podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And I will talk to all of you next time. Bye.